Hello, thanks for tuning in to the Bible Reader Podcast, where we devour the Word of God by examining it, praying it, and learning how we can apply it to our lives. I'm Josh Stanley, and today we're in a series called Twisted. All right, so we are in our Twisted series, examining scripture that are most commonly misused or misunderstood. Today, we're taking a look at Matthew eighteen twenty. Now, you've probably been in a worship service, small group, or prayer meeting where this verse is quoted. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am among them. Now, when I would hear this verse quoted, and I've quoted this verse myself in these types of meetings, I'd be a bit torn. On one hand, I would be comforted hearing that God is in our midst as we would worship him collectively. And then on the other hand, in the back of my mind, I would always think, well, isn't he always with me anyways? And if two or three aren't gathered together, does that mean he's not there? So I think it'd be helpful to take a look at what the Bible says about God being with us. As Christians, we believe God is spirit and that he's omnipresent. What does that mean? It means that God is in his entire being is present everywhere within his creation. Now, to be clear, this doesn't mean you can pick up a rock, hold it up and say, this is God. No, it simply means wherever you go, God's presence is there. God is not limited by space and time. One of my favorite passages in scripture is Psalms 139 verses 7 through 10. It says, where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. See, David understood that no matter where he was, he could not escape the presence of God. We also see in Scripture that as believers, we are indwelled with the Holy Spirit. In the Gospel of John, Jesus gives us the promise of the Holy Spirit in chapter 14, verse 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you. Okay, ready for it? Forever. What a promise. In Ephesians, we see upon conversion that we are sealed with that very promise of the Holy Spirit. First. Ephesians 1, verses 13 to 14, it says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the, whole, with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so as Christians, we have the great promise of the Holy Spirit who resides with us always, regardless of where we are and who we are with. So let's go back to Matthew eighteen twenty. And I want to note, it's important when reading scripture that we remember context is king. Christ communicates in Matthew 18, 20 to us a great promise that when the church is gathered, he is spiritually present with them. But in the context of Matthew 18, what is the purpose of this gathering? Is it worship? Prayer? Is it for fellowship? Now, It might surprise you like it surprised me that it's actually none of the above. In Matthew 18, Jesus is specifically instructing his disciples on how to handle situations of conflict and church discipline. 
the context here in Matthew 18 is reconciliation, restoration, and forgiveness with a brother or sister who has sinned against you or has gone astray. When reading scripture, it's very important not to isolate one text, but to read many verses before and many verses after to help us understand the context that in the scripture that we are reading. Following verse 20 is the parable of the unforgiving servant. And prior to verse 20, Jesus gives us practical steps on how to handle conflict and to bring about reconciliation and restoration. Dealing with conflict can be very difficult. If you've ever done it, you understand how difficult it can be. And in verse 20, what Jesus is doing, he's assuring and affirming that whenever his disciples are pursuing and involved in a process of reconciliation, that his presence will be with them and he will bless their efforts in seeking unity. Now we can be encouraged that God is with all his people at all times. And in times of conflict, we can be assured that Christ is with us as we confront sin and as we seek reconciliation and restoration. Now, this is what that text is talking about. But before I go, I want to I want us to remember that none of us are perfect and nobody gets it right all the time. I surely don't. Now, would I use this verse where two or three are gathered together in my name? There I am among them kind of loosely in a general prayer meeting or worship meeting? No. Now, understanding the context, it's clear that Jesus is specifically talking about conflict, church discipline, and reconciliation. So I think it's important for us to understand context is king and to use scripture responsibly. You know, as Christians, at the end of the day, we want to get the truth of God's word. Our, our end goal is what is God's truth, and we want to challenge each other to get it right. But at the same time, like I said before, we don't always get it right. So if you hear somebody misusing scripture, don't go and attack them. Simply bring the truth and love, and let's have fruitful conversations and fruitful discussions around scripture. Well, I hope this podcast finds you well. And I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your family. And until next time, I'm Josh Stanley. God bless.